warning, parts of this next interview discuss self-immolation and may be hard to listen to. Aaron Bushnell died on Sunday after lighting himself on fire in front of Israel's embassy in Washington, D.C. He was 25. He live-streamed his protest, and before he self-immolated, he said he would no longer be complicit in genocide. As he burned, he yelled, Free Palestine! Bushnell was an active duty member of the U.S. Air Force, and Ramon Mejia is a Marine Corps veteran and a member of About Face Veterans Against the War, an anti-war advocacy group. He's here to talk about Aaron Bushnell. Ramon is joining us from Dallas. Ramon Mejia, welcome to Here and Now. Aaron Bushnell self-immolated in uniform. What did you think when you heard about this devastating act? When I first learned of Aaron's uh, self-immolation, my reaction was one of shock. Um, And like many others, I searched out for more details to make sense of it. And as uh, more information came out, I learned of Aaron's last words of who he was and what, you know, that he was wearing a uniform. And I understood, you know, I grieve the loss of Aaron Bushnell and honor his profound protest and sacrifice, just as as a woman who self-immolated with a Palestinian flag uh, outside the Israeli consulate in Atlanta this past December. You know, both acts were in defiance of the U.S.'s enabling of Israel's genocide of Palestinians in Gaza. You know, self-immolation has deep roots in the history of resistance movements, from the Arab Spring to anti-war movements in the 1970s to the climate crisis. You know, individuals have taken this extreme act of protest to say enough is enough. And to be clear, I don't promote it, but I understand and I call out to others who feel strongly about resisting U.S. involvement in the genocide of Palestinians, you know, to join us. We, we desperately need you alive in the struggle and looking, you know, we're looking for you. You know, let us lay the foundations together for a full life of resistance against all forms of oppression. And, and we should note that Tens of thousands of Palestinian civilians have died as a result of this ongoing war. And that said, the International Court of Justice said Israel needs to prevent genocide, but has not yet said Israel is committing genocide. Though Aaron and many, many people do believe it is a genocide. He talked about feeling complicit. I wonder if you can spell that out for us a little more you yourself served in the U.S. military invasion of Iraq in 2003, and then you kind of came out against it. How do you and other members of your organization reconcile your service and your current anti-war beliefs? You know, during my time in Iraq, uh, I conducted resupply convoys throughout the country. You know, I witnessed the havoc that U.S. bullets and bombs waged on people in the land. I and others... Many of us were told that our actions were to free the Iraqi people from tyranny, but all I saw was uh, the enormous human, social, economic, and environmental toll that war and occupation brought. Some of the most vivid memories that I carry with me to this day are from the first days of the invasion. Uh, As our column advanced north, Iraqi families, men, women, children, grandparents fled their homes, heading south in search of safety. Similar to the images that we see today in Gaza, of Palestinian families in the thousands fleeing south in search of safety, but find no escape from the U.S. supplied bombs. And in the years after leaving the Marines, as well as many of my other friends and fellow veterans in About Face, 
I sought to process my experience in Iraq to really come to terms with what I was a part of, you know, and I live with the knowledge that my actions contributed to the destruction of life and thus have become an outspoken advocate and organizer against U.S. wars and the growing militarization of our communities. I want to ask you, Ramon, in, as it pertains to what's happening in Gaza, is is the complicity that you and others feel because the weapons are supplied by the U.S.? You just said U.S. supplied bombs. I'm wondering if that's the complicity because it's not U.S. troops on the ground this time. You know, Aaron took this action in uniform in front of the U.S.-Israeli embassy for a reason, because the United States is not a passive bystander, but actively facilitating the genocide of Palestinians you know, to show to the world that the, the fire is raging in Gaza. Americans have a responsibility to demand of their government to stop funding and supplying the bullets and bombs used to murder countless of Palestinians. Do you feel like that message is is widely held in the United States armed forces that others like Aaron might be feeling the same thing? Yes, I think that there's many others that feel the same way, uh, both within the bow phase, within the military community, within the veteran community. These attacks have killed over 30,000 Palestinians, you know, 70% of women and children, another 70,000 Palestinians maimed, uh, have been maimed and injured. This administration has attempted to distract from the issue, uh, you know, to pass the buck, to pretend that their hands you know, aren't tied but the, the cold hard truth is that the, the mass loss of civilian life in Gaza wouldn't be possible without the U.S. support. So your organization About Face organizes against, and I'm quoting here, a foreign policy of permanent war and the use of military weapons, tactics and values in communities across the country. Can you tell us what that mission means? It means that as a, as a community that's intimately familiar with the inner workings of the world's largest military, uh, you know, we use our knowledge and our experiences to expose the truth of, that U.S. wars waged overseas and the growing militarization of our communities here at home are wrong. You know, we understand as veterans of, of war that we must radically transform our world. You know, imagine if instead of military recruiters asking you to join this war machine, we were recruiting care workers or into industries of transitioning away from fossil fuels. You know, the United States has the ability to end these harmful relationships and technologies that kill hundreds and millions of people if they had the political will. So our organization brings our stories together and engages our community to deepen their understanding and knowledge of how militarism impacts both here and abroad. And Ramon, active duty service members aren't supposed to engage in political acts, yet they have, and, and Aaron did. Just how hard is it if if you're if you're a service member or even a veteran for that matter, to speak out if you have the feelings that what's happening, what you're being asked to do is is morally wrong or, or you don't want to do it? There's there's a, a, a one thing that is not allowed to, like legally, but I think that the, the harder choice in deciding to go against what the society holds up as dear being within this military, uh, the fear of being isolated and that your family and friends will, will, will turn against you is something that a lot of active duty and a lot of veterans still hold very tightly. 
it's hard, but there's people and community there are waiting to, to embrace you, to build with you, to hold you in community, right? If you're a member of the US military and are concerned or have questions, then there are resources out there for you to, to access. You know, call the GI rights hotline, speak to expert confidential advisors about the questions that you have and refusing to be complicit. Aaron's call to action was to no longer be complicit with genocide. And we have to answer that call. Ramon Mejia is a Marine Corps veteran, a member of About Face Veterans Against the War. Ramon, thank you so much. Oh, thank you so much, Deepa, for the opportunity. Um, I, I was, it's, a, it's definitely like a, I'm, uh, I'm feeling like the, the, the rush of emotion right now. And I'm just, I really appreciate like being able to speak and share like the story of, of, of our folks. Yeah, Ramon, I'm so sorry. It is, it's just so hard and you've seen it on the front lines and most of us have not and will never. But I'm oh, so glad that you. you can share your voice because that's how we'll experience it. Thank you. And for more views and analysis of the conflict, go to npr.org slash Middle East. And if you or someone you know may be considering suicide or is in crisis, call or text 988 to reach the Suicide and Crisis Lifeline.